You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about you? I'm good as well. Another great weekend of football. We've got the conference championships coming up next week. I know that's what we'll all be talking about. As always, though, we're going to keep the focus on Dynasty Fantasy Football here. And we are continuing our team reviews and previews. We're kind of mixing it up a little, looking back on the season that was in 2020 and what's ahead for these teams in 2021. And we're, we've moved into the playoff team, so that sounds like it would be good news. But we're going to <laughs> we're going to talk about probably what would be considered the two worst playoff teams, at least this season. And we'll start Matt with the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears squeeze into the playoffs. They uh, ended the season with uh, really a, an elite level of play from their running back David Montgomery. Uh, we basically got a year and a half of disappointing play from him after he was uh, a top two or three pick in rookie drafts a couple of years ago, and and he really came alive. Of course, I think that was a little bit due to a friendly schedule down the stretch, and that schedule also is what helped them uh, qualify for the playoffs. They've got a lot of questions moving ahead into 2021, though. It starts at the quarterback position, uh, but really the, the real name to watch here is Allen Robinson, who is set to be a free agent as well. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a tough team right now because it looks as though, well, it is the GM and coach are safe. Bill Lazor took over you know, the, the offensive play calling duties, and that corresponded with that easy schedule down the, down the stretch. But I'm sure he had something to do with the spike in offensive production. Does that mean they're going to run it back with Trubisky? I mean, who's to say? Uh, Allen Robinson is looming. I'm sure he wants out. Their offensive line isn't particularly great. I mean, of all the teams out there, because they are a playoff team, they're not going to pick early in the draft. They don't pick early in the draft. They're about as in quarterback no-man's land as any team in the league, even if they do bring back Trubisky. Yeah, absolutely. So Trubisky is also a free agent. There were rumblings uh, in the second half of the season after he got his job back that he would actually get a contract extension with the Bears. Uh, I think that those talks mostly subsided, which is certainly understandable. Yeah, uh, I don't view Trubisky as a, a starter in the league. I don't think the Bears do either. Uh, you mentioned both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Uh, are keeping their jobs. It seemed like there were a lot of people disappointed when that was announced uh, following their their playoff loss. You also talked about the NFL draft. They do have the 20th pick in the first round. We assume that's going to be too late for any of those rookie quarterbacks. There are potentially five first-round rookie quarterbacks. Most of them, I would assume, maybe all of them gone by pick 20. And uh, to, to kind of pile on, they're also $9 million over the salary <laughs> cap. Uh, so, yes, definitely a tough spot. They do have Nick Foles, who they acquired last offseason, 
uh, and and started some games for them this year. He is signed through 2023 at a, at a pretty high number. So I don't know if we view that as as a good thing or or a bad. They'd probably be better off uh, without him at this point and, and just starting from scratch. I guess from a dynasty perspective, what I'm most interested in hearing your take on is David Montgomery because, like I said earlier. It was it was kind of ho hum, you know, eighteen carries for sixty seven yards, and uh, and then he just came alive in the last five or six weeks of the season. Which to you is the real David Montgomery, and what can we expect in twenty twenty one? Well, I think a key with him is when it was all said and done, he was right at the top of the league amongst running backs in routes run, and. I don't think that'll keep up. I mean, I think he'll catch his share of balls. But Tariq Cohen returns. We know that's his role. Um, I don't think that Montgomery's going to be the asset in the passing game that he was. And will he get the overall touches that he did for the majority of this year, especially down the stretch? I tend to think no. You know, that that he's a good player, but is he going to be the foundation of the offense and be a massive workload, Ezekiel Elliott type player? I just don't think he's at that level. And he's a, to me, he's kind of a dynasty sell because his stock's got to be moving up the boards now, but it's mostly based on volume. And and I don't think that's something that's going to keep up, but he's a good player. He's not a great player. I totally agree. He, he is a dynasty sell to me. Uh, he moved up into the third round of uh, our our ADP and in, in our latest data over at DLF, and uh, I would not consider taking him in the third round mm-hmm. if I'm starting a new team. So that, that tells me if I can get that type of value for him, I would certainly consider moving him. The Bears are in a good spot at tight end. They got a ton of touchdowns from Jimmy Graham. He signed uh, for another year, and then they also have the rookie, uh, or, or Cole Komet coming off his rookie season, who who played well at times. Komet was starting to get quite a bit of, of action, and then uh, they just always seemed to go back to to the veteran Graham and kind of squashed Komet's upside even as a rookie. But certainly Komet is the, is the player we want. I think he, he showed enough, to me at least, as a rookie that I would – try to acquire him or, or target him in drafts this offseason. Yeah, I agree. I I didn't love him coming out of school, but he was the first tight end taken in a not great tight end class. I understand that. But I thought the way he moved and operated in space and burst as a runner and athlete was better than I had remembered at Notre Dame, especially late in his rookie year. And we know tight ends take a little while. There's got to be opportunity for him. I don't know that Jimmy Graham plays football again. And, you know, this is a team that's going to need somebody to eat up receptions. And I think Komet's got a chance to be one of those type of guys. Yeah, as I said, they are over the salary cap. So maybe uh, maybe Graham is not even on this roster uh, in in 2021 or really even after, uh, after March 1st or so. Uh, the wide receiver is is the other spot we have to talk about. We already mentioned Allen Robinson, who uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully both for him and and for fantasy players, will be moving on. We'll be finding uh, a real quarterback. You know his his lack of quarterback play over the years, even dating back to his time at Penn State, is well documented. He spent years in Jacksonville, Jacksonville with. 
uh, with Blake Bortles, and then it's it's not really gotten any better in Chicago. Uh, it, it it has to get better from this point, assuming they don't put that franchise tag on on a Rob. That's kind of my fear is that they're the Bears would do that to lock him in. I think right now, uh, before we get any closer to free agency and any closer to a Rob possibly uh, leaving that team and, and like I said, finding a quarterback, I think now is the time to to go out and target him. He's he's not going to be cheap, but I, I think he he's going to be cheaper than he will be post free agency. I agree. I mean, it, worst case scenario is he comes back, of course, but. Maybe they have something better than he's had there if he is a bear. You know, whether that's Trubisky as a slightly improved player or Jameis Winston or Darnold or Don Dalton or who knows. I'm just spitballing Jameis, you know, whatever. Deshaun um, Watson? Who? I don't know how they could afford to get him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anywhere he goes almost is better. You know, I mean, even if it's New England or, uh, I mean, there's a long list of teams that could use this guy or Baltimore. Great player. I think he's really, in the, in the real world, a top 10 NFL receiver. His numbers don't quite indicate that. But yeah, I think he's a massive asset. And everyone's on to the idea. You're not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes that, oh, Allen Robinson's a free agent. But I think now's the time to get him. And he might be a lot more expensive a year from now. Totally agree. That will do it for our Bears conversation. Uh, in in short, we're buying and or targeting Cole Komet and Allen Robinson, and we are gladly selling David Montgomery, especially if we can get that third or fourth round startup value. Mm-hmm. Matt, when we come back, we will talk about the Washington football team. First, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. Are you guys ready for some football? I mean, BetOnline.ag is the spot that you get to dig into. Uh, we're deep into the playoffs now. We only have two more games. College season's wrapped up, but other sports are rolling along. And, you know, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we totally trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. So, like I said, this is the only place I ever use. I mean, it's the only place I trust. We have a really good relationship on the Locked On Network with the folks at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Matt, I said at the beginning we're talking today about the what most would consider the the two worst of the playoff teams, the 14 playoff teams this year. We covered the Chicago Bears. Let's move over to the Washington football team. And these teams are kind of similar in many ways that we have to start the discussion at the quarterback position. And right now I'm not sure there's a good answer. There's not for Chicago. I don't think there is for Washington either. 
we we kind of know the story there. They ultimately benched and released Dwayne Haskins, who they took in the first round uh, just a couple of years ago, and finally moved down to Alex Smith. Uh, the, the, the great comeback story, and obviously, I mean, it's, it's inspirational and it's uh, so, so impressive and it's great to see, but when we strip all of that away, Alex Smith was not a good quarterback this year. Um, and, and now there's uh, reportedly talks that he's considering stepping away, calling it a career after all he's been through. Definitely could not blame him for that. Um, he is signed through 2023, so if he wants to come back, uh, he he would he would have a spot on the team. I don't know if if he should be the starter for this team, no matter what, though. See, I, I mean, I, I understand. That I'm going to take emotion out of it. I mean, everyone's rooting for him. It's a great story. Tremendous. I recognize that. I don't think he was very good when he played this year, to say the least. I mean, I thought he was right. a liability. Everything's even more of a check down than ever. And he's not cheap. So by no means can you bring him back at his current contract. Maybe if he wants to come back as a mentor, a couple million dollar a year, total stopgap type, I would listen. But I mentioned in the last segment that the Bears are in quarterback no man's land more than any team in the league. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's Washington. <laughs> you know, they have nothing to get excited about. I would bring back Taylor Heineke and at least throw him, bring him to camp and pretty much say you're our backup and at least bring him into the mix. And not just because of that one game, but there is Carolina familiarity with him. But wow, I mean, they're only picking one spot ahead of Chicago. They do have more cap space. Maybe they could be a trade for Darnold type of team. I don't even know if Darnold's going to get moved. Uh, this is a tough one. I, I mean, I bet they bring a brand-name guy in. Maybe it's Cam Newton because of their Carolina familiarity, but he was horrible this year. I mean, there's some names I could throw out there, but none of them are making you do cartwheels. No, but but there are a lot of names. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already talked about Trubisky. You mentioned Winston, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers. I, there, there's a bunch of names out there. The five first-round rookie quarterbacks, if – if Kyle Trask or or Trey Lance did make it down to to nineteen for Washington, they would I would think certainly have to consider that and likely go that way. And it, it's funny because most teams, it feels like in the NFL, start with that quarterback position, right? They figure that out and then build out from there. Everything else with this with this Washington team is is ready to contend. Uh, I mean, their defense, especially their defensive line, is among the best in the entire league. They hit uh, they hit gold with Antonio Gibson and and bringing in J.D. McKissick. Both of those guys were uh, were very impressive last year. Both still under contract, heading into twenty twenty one and beyond. So you feel good at running back. Same thing. They hit on Logan Thomas, the the breakout tight end. He's a little bit older, but you're getting you're going to get two or three more years out of him. And they've got Terry McLaurin holding down the the wide receiver one spot. So they they need some depth at wide receiver, but uh, they they can find that. And and there's not only a, a deep incoming rookie class, but also a ton of uh, of solid free agents. I wondered. Because they Ron Rivera does seem to hold so tightly to those Carolina connections, uh, he, he brought in Kyle Allen, 
Uh, now they're they're talking to Marty Herney, the, mm-hmm. the former GM there, about coming in to have that same role in, in Washington. I wondered if they would take a shot at Curtis Samuel, who is going to be a free agent. It's funny you said that because that was my name, too, that I, I was th- sitting there thinking, could they be in the Allen Robinson Godwin conversation? That might be a little rich, and maybe those guys wouldn't do jumping jacks to go to Washington. But Curtis Samuel there is a number two slash do-it-all guy. Um, he's flashed. I like that combination a lot, and he would be a good complement to McLaurin. Um, yeah, I, I like the group of pass catchers. I think McLaurin's a great, great player. I'm a believer in Logan Thomas, too. Yeah, it, there, there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to this team. They just have to figure out the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a huge question as it is for for every team. They they figure that out, and and then they you know they can go from there. But all the pieces seem to be in place for Washington, except for that they do have thirty three million in cap space, so they've got some money to go after uh, either a quarterback or a wide receiver, uh, or or likely both, either through the draft or free agency. And I would much rather be in charge of building this offense than Chicago's, who we just talked about. And one of those reasons why, who I think so very much a buy, is Antonio Gibson. I mean, I was not in on this guy coming out. I don't own any shares of him. But, boy, his explosion and upside and receiver upside – really jumped out to me this year, and he played just a little enough that I think you can still rope him away from somebody. Yeah, according to ADP, he's a mid-range RB2, going somewhere in that uh, RB 16, 17, 18 range. Uh, Probably going to cost you a second or a third round startup pick, so he's not going to be cheap Mm -hmm. either, but I'm with you. I I think he could be worth it. Uh, and really has some upside because we didn't see him as involved in the passing game this year as as many might have might have expected based on uh, his play in college and his usage in college. It was really J.D. McKissick uh, who, holding down that role. So I, I'm honestly excited about both of these running backs. We're talking two very very different uh, price ranges. Gibson as as a guy coming off his rookie season is going to be super duper expensive, uh, but still has some meat on the bone and, and some upside to pay off on that price. McKissick, even after what we saw this, this year should be pretty cheap. And, and honestly, in, in shallow dynasty leagues might even hit the waiver wire uh, guys like that. We just don't, we don't trust them long-term, but it feels like a situation they're just going to run this back uh, in 2021 from a running back standpoint. Oh, I bet they don't add anyone. They have enough other needs, linebacker, O-line, quarterback, you know, another receiver. I think they do go with this group. And I'm not going to dispute what you say about McKissick. I mean, he was very valuable this year for what you have invested in him. But we mentioned the Carolina roots, and – I hate these kind of comparisons, you know, who's he remind you of Jim Brown, you know? Yeah. I mean, Randy Moss, you know, but I don't think it's a crazy talk that Gibson could be a McCaffrey, you know, and, and go past McKissick as a receiver and really dominate touches. McKissick's a good player, but he's not a crazy obstacle to overcome a hurdle to overcome. No, no, he's not at all. And, and again, we do know based on what we, uh, what we saw from, Gibson in college that um, he he does have that ability he can um, 
He can catch the ball, certainly. Mm-hmm. So it, it wouldn't be a surprise if if he saw some, some uptick in that usage. Uh, I will tell you, this season, uh, Antonio Gibson had five RB1 games. So five games as a top 12 scorer. J.D. McKissick had six. Wow. So McKissick had the same as Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, and Aaron Jones. Each of those guys had six RB1 games, and only five running backs had more than those th- that group. And it's all based on catch them passes and yeah yeah that's yeah. A, that's of course ppr scoring and um if you're not in a ppr league then you, you can probably <laughs> ignore the the jd mckissick portion of the conversation but, but boy that screams alex smith dump downs too that i don't know that'll keep up yeah yeah that's fair for sure gibson or montgomery <clears throat> oh me gibson. too by far yeah. okay by yeah by a yeah. lot not not in the same not even in the same range for okay. me, honestly. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right, Matt. When we come back, we'll talk about the top five rookies according to Dynasty ADP. Uh, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com, though. I mean, a lot of you guys uh, you know, repair and maintain your car, and you save a lot of money that you can use on other, other important things, or it's just a hobby for you, or you want to make the, the best-looking vehicle you possibly can. But why would you spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Um, it, you know, some of these <laughs> some of these prices compared to the big chain stores compared to Rock Auto are ridiculously in Rock Auto's favor. I'm just telling you that right now and because and the reason is chain stores have different price tiers for, for professional mechanics and do it and the, as opposed to do it yourselfers like yourself. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like like airlines do. Uh, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Super easy. Um, It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet or whatever you want. Um, The Rock Auto catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. For some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast every Tuesday as they start their team Takeover Tuesday off-season series. Each week, they'll pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, last week, actually the past couple of weeks, we have talked about the top five uh, players at each position, according to January DLF Dynasty ADP. We're going to finish up that conversation with a focus on the rookies. And when I say rookies, I'm still talking 2020 rookies. Uh, the the These 
players this uh, making up this impressive class ending their rookie season we will have 2021 rookies coming up next month so that uh, if you're interested in hearing more about those guys we'll start learning their value very very soon but wanted to kind of put a bow on this class and matt this is this is really really unreal how uh dominant this class has been three of the top 12 players in the first round are 2020 rookies two more in the top four of the second round. So our top five rookies are all in the top 16 players overall. It starts with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He's the 1.03 pick. He's the RB3 overall behind only McCaffrey and Kamara. I know know we talked about him. He showed up, of course, in the, the running back conversation. Is he the top rookie in this class for you? Yeah, I, I think so. And, boy, I keep warming up to this, cl- this class more and more. You know, we were just talking about Antonio Gibson a minute ago, and he doesn't even scratch the top five, and we were just praising him that he could be a McCaffrey-like usage with all kinds of upside guy. And, you know, a lot of these backs started very slow, and I think that's a COVID-related thing and a trust-related thing and not having a preseason but, boy, they finished strong, and nobody's stronger than Taylor. I wish I knew who his quarterback was, but I know that the system's in place. The majority of the offensive line with Al Costanzo is in place, and I know he can tote the rock, and he's got a little bit of receiving skills too. Yeah, I was also impressed with his receiving work. Uh, didn't see a ton of targets, but was super efficient. Uh, if, if we go back to this time last year, uh, Jonathan Taylor was the – the favorite to be the 101 rookie pick at that point early, early in the process. Uh, the combine changed that a little bit. The, uh, of course, the NFL draft pushed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire up into that top spot for many. And now that we're through a season, the two players who were viewed as the top two picks are back in those top two spots. That, that really should tell us something. We've got Jonathan Taylor at one, the second rookie, uh, is the RB6 overall. He's the eighth pick overall in the first draft. In the first round, it is DeAndre Swift. So Taylor and Swift, you, you've you loved that joke for a year now, Matt. Yep. They're the top two guys, Taylor and Swift. Yep, and again, there's some other really good ones I think could fight with Swift for number two, especially mm-hmm. because just situations up in the air. Yes, they just hired Coach Campbell. He's going to be their new, quarter, new uh, head coach. But I'm not exactly sure if that's good, bad, ugly for offense. Is Matthew Stafford going to be back? Is Kenny Galladay going to be back? Is Marvin Jones going to be back? You know, like there's a lot of uncertainty around Swift. And how will this new staff view him compared to the last staff? But boy, I liked what I saw. I mean, I think he's, I don't like the Kamara comp because I don't think he can ever be that high. But I think he could be that type of usage stylistically that type of guy with his best receiving days is so ahead of him i think that's a great point just about kind of the state of the lions franchise because there have been a lot of rumors that they could move on from matthew stafford Uh, both galladay and marvin jones are free agents so uh, it's easy to tell a story that both of those guys are gone and with with campbell coming in i think it's probably good for swift i mean when you think about it he's really the only he's really the only 
asset they have. Uh, well, don't don't want to take away too much from from T.J. Hawkinson. He's certainly impressive too. But uh, Swift feels like a guy you could build your offense around, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. The third rookie in this class, uh, we, we've got a wide receiver stepping up, and this is not what you saw in most rookie drafts. In fact, a lot of rookie drafts we saw uh, as many as five or maybe even six straight running backs before before dynasty managers opted for a receiver. But it's hard to ignore Justin Jefferson. He is the third rookie drafted. He's also the third receiver drafted, so we talked about him a couple weeks ago in our wide receiver conversation, he's the 1.09 pick. So yet another first round startup pick. Uh, and it's Justin Jefferson. I, I know you're, you're feeling good about him, right? Oh now. yeah. I mean, uh, he, he set rookie records for wide receivers and he's not even one on our list. You know, like what more could you want? Like he could do this for 10 years go to eight Pro Bowls, and we still are taking a couple of these backs ahead of them. That's how strong this class is at the top. I don't see anything changing to hurt Jefferson next year. Maybe they add a receiver, but I think it's going to be a big defensive offseason for Minnesota, and he's passing every test. He's a really good player. Number four is J.K. Dobbins. I guess we're, we're maybe taking a little bit of a step here because we didn't see the type of production – uh, and the type of usage from Dobbins that many hoped for. Uh, Mark Ingram did ultimately kind of get out of the way. Uh, but uh, but Gus Edwards was really impressive. And uh, he's a restricted free agent. I, I would expect him to be back. Yes. And I, I would expect him to continue to have a role as well. This is not going to be J.K. Dobbins' three down back in Baltimore. He is the RB8 in our ADP, and he is the first player drafted in the second round. So we're talking about 13th overall. Uh, pretty pricey for Dobbins. Would you take him that high? Yes, and I think Ingram's gone. I do think Edwards returns and will have a role. Are they going to remain the run-heaviest team in the league? Probably, but I don't do think after getting eliminated – Coach Harbaugh might need to take a step back and reevaluate how they play offense and maybe change things up a little bit. And one of those things could be, how about some dump-off throws to a guy like Dobbins? You know, get something going in the passing game. Help Lamar a little bit with short, easy throws, screens, things like that, as opposed to tucking it and running. So I'm thinking his receiving days could be only better going forward, too. And and I really like the player. Yeah, I hope so. That's That's just... Not something they've they've utilized no. since Lamar Jackson took over is is those passes to running backs. Uh, J.K. Dobbins did lead the Baltimore running backs in in targets and receptions, but those numbers were low. Uh, I think he had just twenty four targets on the season, and that was enough to lead uh, lead all running backs in Baltimore. We we need to see that usage increase for him to really maximize his dynasty value. Number five, the fifth rookie drafted, C.D. Lamb, who many considered the wide receiver one in this class. Uh, certainly still up there and a, and a solid rookie season, especially when you uh, remember that they lost Dak Prescott after the first month or so. Uh, C.D. Lamb is the wide receiver seven, the 2.04 pick, 16th overall pick uh, in Dynasty startup drafts. How are you feeling about C.D. Lamb? I think Dak will be back. I think their offense will be back to being elite. And there will be a lot of 
a big pie for that passing game. And mm-hmm. I know you've loved C.D. Lamb, and I'm yeah. with you. I mean, I think his game is outstanding. And as much as I like Jefferson, if we have this conversation a year from now, Lamb might be the best one in this class. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not giving up on Lamb. Mm-hmm. Dynasty players are not either. As I said, he's a mid-second rounder. Uh, we said we are going to talk about five. I've got to tell you the rest of these because in the top 24 players overall, meaning the top two rounds of a startup dynasty draft, we've got eight total rookies. So the five we've already mentioned, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is running back 11, 19 overall. Cam Akers is running back 14, 23 overall. And the player that we've already talked about, Antonio Gibson, is running back 15, 24 overall. So eight of the top 24 players, one-third of the top 24 players in the league are coming from this 2020 class. Wow. I think I would have rather have Akers than Edwards-Hilaire, and I might rather have Gibson than Edwards-Hilaire. And we didn't even mention Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Claypool. I mean, a lot of good receivers that are promising, too. Yeah, and the quarterbacks. And I mean, what about the quarterbacks? D. Higgins, yeah. Yeah, it... it it just keeps going, the depth of this class. And uh, like I said, next next month, really just in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about the 2021 class when we look at this ADP. And that's going to add even more depth, especially at the wide receiver position. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.